everyone. Thanks for joining us. It's New Life Baptist Fellowship, hearing through the word. Man, we're so glad that you have joined us for day four, week one. And today we are going to be in Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two. And now this is a good time to really kind of explain or talk about this is really a passage of scripture that we've all heard at some point in time, mainly uh, the po- most popular times being we hear this at Christmas a lot. We hear it at Christmas a lot, and um, it is it is the Christmas passage, this the birth of Jesus. And um, but I want to I'm excited to walk through this with you guys because um, it's it's right here, no pun intended. It's it's in these moments where a here method or the here method really shines through, and you really pick up on some cool things. So we're going to be in Luke chapter two. Uh, and we're going to be in verses 1 through 38 today. I'm just going to pray real quick and just ask the Lord to bless our time. Lord, we thank you so much just for this opportunity to sit down in your word. And Lord, we just ask that we read this passage of, of the birth of Christ, the most popular passage to read around Christmas time, that Lord, you would open our eyes to something and show us something through your word. And God, may your name be glorified through it all. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, We'll start in Luke chapter uh, chapter two. We'll start in Luke chapter two, and we'll read verses one through thirty-eight. And I'm, as as we you know work through this, just remember we're we're looking for things that stick out to us as we read this passage of scripture. We're not looking for any you know profound digging or anything like that. We are just looking for simple things that the Lord may bring our attention to as we navigate through these thirty-eight verses today. So, Luke chapter two, starting in verse one. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. Should be registered. This was the first registration of Quirinius when the governor, uh, when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went out to be registered, each to his own town. and And Joseph also went out from Galilee, from town, uh, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, and to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered there, uh, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field watching over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring to you good news and great joy. And the angel said to them, uh, excuse me, <laughs> good news and great joy that that will be, a for, be for all people. For unto, you, uh, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. And you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there will be, uh, and suddenly there was the angel, uh, there was with the angel, excuse me, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, and the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered 
of what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And at the end of the eighth day, or at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And uh, to pre- as it is written in the law of the Lord, and every male who first opened uh, every male who first opens up the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and offer sacrifices uh, offer sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves, two young pigeons, and. Uh, pair of turtle doves and two two young pigeons. And now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was a righteous and devout, waiting for the, uh, for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see uh, that he would not see death before he had seen the uh, the Lord's Christ. And he came in spirit to the temple, and when the parents of the child, or when the parents brought the child Jesus. To do, uh, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in, in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, and you have, prepared, you have prepared in presence of all peoples for a, light, uh, for a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what had, what had been said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child appointed uh, for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword that will pierce through your own, through your own soul also, so that, it, so, th- so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess named Anna, a daughter of Phanuel, excuse me for that pronunciation of that name, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and having lived with her uh, her husband for seven years, from whom she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was forty uh, eight, until she was eighty four. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping and fasting and prayer, uh, and prayer night and day. And coming and coming up from that very very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak to Him. To all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So that's Luke two, the first thirty-eight verses, and I, I won't have to forgive you. That I'm 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 trying to study out of the English Standard Version. I'm used to studying out of the New New Living Translation, but I have a good study Bible, and I've told you guys, hey, we need good study Bibles to do this. So I I um, picked up my English Standard Version, um, and so we know this is the passage of. Jesus's birth. We read it every Christmas. We were very familiar with this story, and so just looking back at some of the things that stuck out to me, um, you know, I, I highlighted and I looked at it, and and I, and, and because uh, he marks and he notes this is also Luke writing, and he notes that he's of the lineage of David. In verse verse, uh, let's see here, what verse is that? Verse four, yeah, in verse four, which is very important to prophecy being fulfilled about Jesus which is another big thing uh, that is notated by Luke, by Dr. Luke. Okay, and then I the second thing that kind of comes uh, and, and stuck out to me is is the shepherds. 
And the shepherds were approached by the angel of the Lord. And, and I'm just thinking, as we have talked about it a lot this week, Gabriel has done a lot of the announcing. So the very likelihood of this being Gabriel was very high. And so we look at this, and, you know, I, from what I've read, I, I can't look and see, you know, we can we can look and look through all of this, and, and maybe there's some things that we can find out that maybe points to Gabriel, maybe points to another angel. Who knows? But I think it was an angel of the Lord that appeared to him and relayed this message and said and told them everything about the Christ child, about Jesus. And then what grabs me is in verse 13, it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. And and I did a little digging, and I looked at that, and, and one of my footnotes when it's talking about the heavenly host, it's the host, it's a, it's a host that's a military term. And so we're not talking about an angelic choir here. We're talking about a host in, in regards of, military a large grouping of you know when we use it militarily speaking we're talking about a large grouping of warriors that are announcing the birth of christ and another thing too is 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 the reason that i highlighted the the word shepherds here is this plural that it wasn't just one shepherd having a vision or whatever you know by himself and then he takes it to other people there were multiple shepherds that witnessed this account and so easily, if it didn't happen, one of the, you know, one of the she- shepherds or the shepherds could say, no, you know, John over here, the shepherd John over here, he's, he's lying. He, this, is, this didn't happen. But all of them were there and, and they witnessed this account of the angel of the Lord appearing and then the multitude showing up and the multitude announcing this is basically, <laughs> this is basically Jesus's birth announcement. Which is crazy because I mean you know how we populate we send out birth announcements and stuff like that but but they say it's heavenly host and praising God and saying glory to the God in, uh, in in highest and on earth peace among those whom He is pleased and that that's the announcement of Christ that heaven announced the coming of the Christ child and so when we you know work on through another thing that stuck out to me was in verse twenty. It says this, verse 20 stuck out to me. It said, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So they get the message and they go and they find the the Christ child and they tell Mary, Joseph, and the people there of the the multitude of the angels, the heavenly host, not just the, the angel of the Lord, but the angel of the Lord showing up, then the multitude showing up. And so the shepherds share all of that with them. And you've got to think these guys come from a field to seek out a child, a birth. Kind of crazy. And so when we look at that, we go, okay. The the next passage of scripture, kind of as we get into it, the next thing that that stuck out to me was, was you know the time that came for the purification rituals according to the law of Moses, and and as we read, and this is an important thing too to help us understand how committed and devout that Mary and Joseph were living to honor the Lord. Not only do we see it kind of later on when they go to have essentially Jesus dedicated into the temple, but we see it here too that that they were committed to going through the purification rituals that were required post-birth, especially for for a woman. And they were they were adhering to the law of Moses. And so they were honoring God through the whole process. 
As we go on, we can, you know, in my Bible, I have to flip the page, but I look at this and I, I think the next thing that stuck, sticks out to me is uh, verse 25, talking about Simeon. And and we look at Simeon and, and a lot of times we read over this and skip over Simeon and then also um, Anna. We, and please forgive me, I'm, I'm recording in a hotel room right now, but, um, but we look over this just because it's an announcement. We're talking about Simeon, a man that lived in the temple and asked God to not let him die until he saw Christ. And then when he sees Christ, you know, you, you think about Simeon. He's, he's righteous and devout and waiting for, for the consolation of Israel, right, waiting for God's prophet word to come true. And, and you got to think about everything that, 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 Back to back this up that preceded this, you know, Simeon waited for a very long time, or probably arguably the, his lifetime, because we know that there was there was a silence that that God did not speak or anything like that for around four hundred plus years before the silence was broken with the announcement of the coming of Christ, and so Mary Joseph bring. Jesus into the temple and Simeon sees him and immediately Simeon's reaction is to praise God for what he is going to do through Christ and he lays it all out he he basically looks at Mary and Joseph and says hey this is this is what your child's going to do this is what he's going to accomplish and then not just Simeon then another lady comes in a lady that was married. She spent seven years with her husband. And then from that point on, she was widowed. She lived the rest of her life widowed and, and worshiping and fasting and praying. And, and she did not depart the temple. So she was constantly in the presence of the Lord. Like she was there in the temple. And she began to give thanks for, to God for the birth and sending Christ. So these were two people that even before the ministry of Christ started, he got it. And so those are the things that stuck out to me as I read through it. And so I go back and I process this and I go, okay, Lord, this is a, this is a story that I've read so many times. This is a story that, you know, we usually after breakfast or, or whatever for, for Christmas, before we open the gifts, this is, this is what we read. But I think one of the things that echoes for me through the whole story is that how Mary and Joseph honored the Lord through the whole process. How God affirmed the announcement of Christ, not just to one person, but to many people, to the shepherds. And then he backed it up with a multitude of, of angels, a heavenly host, affirming that, that Christ had been born. And so these shepherds, it's, it's, all, it's all God fulfilling and doing what he said he was going to do. But I, I think the thing that continues for me is that rings true is the, the devotion, the commitment to honor the Lord through it all for Mary and Joseph. And then on the back side of the story is the commitment for, for Simeon and Anna to honor the Lord from start to finish with their lives as well. They wanted to see the Christ child, and they did. They got to hold him. And I think Simeon's reaction is, is very, um, very beautiful. 
because he he immediately when he holds Christ Jesus he he goes into verse twenty nine he says Lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel which fits everything about Jesus he was reconciling as 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 he his plan was was to reconcile Jew and Gentile to a holy God through his life, his, his him taking sin to the cross, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and defeating death, so that Jew and Gentile could be reconciled to a holy God. So those are things that that kind of stick out that that I can, I mean, we can run with with just that application point right there of of looking at it just. God being faithful and showing and keeping his word. And and let me say this, and even for myself, I'm sitting here looking, thinking, okay, well, this is evidence of God being faithful and being and keeping his word, fulfilling 800 plus prophecies from the Old Testament about Christ through his whole life. And that's just the the low-hanging fruit, so to speak. Taking all that and going... God is faithful. He has been, he will be, and he will forever from forevermore be. So I know that no matter what I go through, trial, tribulation, that it's for the good. All things together are working together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And that if I'm living my life to honor God, whether, you know, looking looking at the birth of Christ, you know, David and I mean David's prophecy to to Mary and Joseph being faithful like it wasn't easy bringing that child bringing Christ into the world from Mary's perspective because she you know some people say it was a cave some people say it was a barn we we know that he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and 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 laying in a manger so it wasn't easy from that perspective so I know this, the big thing that I can apply is that God is faithful. He does keep his word. We can stand on it. We can stand with it, by it. It can be our foundation. We can root ourselves in the God of creation and his faithfulness, his account, because we have the account of his faithfulness. And the biggest account of his faithfulness is through his son, Jesus Christ. And then we look at in the simple way of how he blessed Simeon and Anna through their faithfulness. That they got to hold Christ when he was when he was essentially being dedicated, set apart. So that big thing that 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 apply thing is is that God is faithful. I think that's the big thing for me this kind of pointing, you know, rolling out through all this. And so let's respond to the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then as you go throughout today, focus on, you know, whatever something else may have stuck out to you. And I want to encourage you to dig if if you take some time and 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 sit on that and think about these things and and I love to use the word marinate because that's a you know, that's we want the word to seep into us and change us. 
just like when we marinate a, a piece of meat before we grill it or cook it. We want the flavors to seep in and, and not, it doesn't change the meat, it makes the meat better. Lord, we thank you so much just for this time that we've gotten to sit and, and, and hear through your word. We thank you just for the opportunity that we've been able to open this word up and listen. And, and, and Lord, I pray for the, for the listener that, that as they're walking through and, and maybe you have shown them something else through, through your spirit. Lord, I, I pray that you, you continue to allow them to chew on that truth, that biblical truth, all day long. And chew on it to the point to where it gets in them and it changes them and there's a transformation from the inside out. And Lord, we thank you for this time and we give you all the praise and the glory. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.